Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to week nine in the NFL. It is your very ill with the flu host cast. I am here, diehard football fans. The show must go on. So I sound a little weird, but I'm here with you guys this week, and I have my co-host Mike and Michael with me. So they're going to take most of the show because I sound like I'm dying. So what's up, guys? Welcome to week nine. Good morning. Hey, good morning. First thing is, uh, she's a trooper for being on this show because you all saw yes, what I yes. did. I was MIA. So uh, we're going to try to pick it up, but she's going to keep us on the track. More power to you and get better. Thank you. Yeah, please. We definitely need you to feel better so we can, you know, we Especially know how considering we have an event tomorrow that we don't need her giving out cooties to, to all of the fans. I will not. I will You're not so be giving out the cooties. We will not be passing out cooties. No, <laughs> we'll be okay. So we have had, <laughs> I sort of labeled this show like the big chop because we cover, of course, the NFC North mainly. We do talk all things all football. But last week we kicked off the show with trying to figure out where the Detroit Lions were going wrong. And apparently they were trying to figure it out too because Martha Ford came right out and she, Actually said that I hurt the fans of this Hold on, let me, let me, not let me, deserve it. I, I gotta cut you off because you said we were trying to figure out where they went wrong, and the answer to that question is everywhere. Thank Very you. true. We 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 honestly didn't know where to start first. Like the only thing that we honestly knew oh, last week was that Matt Stafford. agreed. The only thing that we knew was Matt Stafford was gonna have a job. Right. <laughs> That was literally the only thing that we did. Because I do All I remember I saying is, somebody said, who do we cut? I said, the president and the GM. Or no, I said the owner and the GM. You said the owner and the GM. The oh, next you best can't thing. cut the owner? But you can't um, cut the I owner because they own the own the one. But, but you were still correcting, you know, in the other parts of it. And I think they we're going to see more of this. the president and the GM. Yeah, not the, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she, she was done. You don't even see Mrs. Ford. Like, where is she? Like, I've been to Ford Field. Like, does she have a skybox? Like, where is this woman? And she came she out. She like, popped no, up and told him, "No, you're this not is winning. Not gonna happen. We're not going to have you on this road. The funny thing was, she fired the president and she fired the GM 
And then for good measure, she threw in the offensive line coach. And right now, the head coach is, you know, sitting on pins and needles right now. Because they're meeting about him today, correct? Yeah. And I I bet that Jim Schwartz is somewhere cracking up laughing with a a glass of whiskey and a a cigar talking about, I... Wow. You're so funny. (laughs) (laughs) She's wrong. (laughs) But tell me I'm wrong because the biggest thing we complained about them was with Tim Schwartz that they were undisciplined, but at least they won. (laughs) You had won. Wait a minute. But they only won. Well, they won. They didn't win that much. Hey, they, they won games. It, it, they are they are really no what? better than they were at that point. If you if you want to be honest about it, the last couple of seasons, Detroit has really sucked. They have. Yeah, I mean, they, have a, they have a big. They have a big. They have a big consistent. They haven't. You know, they've had weapons. I mean, everybody knows about Megatron and Matt Stafford. You know, and everyone else there. But it doesn't matter if you can't put it together to put you know to win. You can have all this, and we know this. In, in regardless of what sports you're in, you can have all the talent in the world. But if your coaching doesn't work, and if your scheme doesn't work, you're going to lose. You can't just win on luck all the time. You know, and, and, you know, like we said last week, you know, we were waiting to see exactly when Detroit was going to start making moves and what type of moves they yeah, were going to make. Yeah, it took them a long time. It yeah, really it took really them a long time. You know, know, like, I guess they were trying to decide. I guess I, well, I bet you what was going on. The GM was debating which players to cut, trade, and and release. And the owners in the back room having other decisions made. Like, yeah, he might want to get rid of these people, but what he don't know is I want to get rid of him. But honestly, who we we even had this discussion last week outside of Megatron. Who who I mean. Who could they trade? These, these right now are the players that the Lions have to trade. I mean, literally, <laughs> the, the only player they could trade was Megatron. The only player worth that would get somebody back worth something was Stafford. But we felt like Stafford was untouchable. Oh no, they're not. They just paid that boy. He's not <laughs> right. No. He was untouchable. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm really sick. Don't worry about it. We know it's okay, though. Uh, like we said, y'all, you know, Cass a little bit under the weather, and, and she is hanging in here, hanging it in with us today. So you know, just excuse the coughing. We all do it. We all yeah. I'm so glad. <laughs> She's returning mm-hmm. the cooties to herself. I am. <laughs> I have Lysol and 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 tea and Kleenex and. Like three and four layers and of five pair of joggers. Yeah, like it's crazy. Um, I'm but, you know, You're... now here's the funny thing, you know, looking at, if you look at the fact they just got rid of offensive coordinator, um, Joe Lombardi, right? So he's gone. Now, along yeah, that... with that. Too. So know, they, he was just, it was, it was a whole line of stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's gone too. So if you look at that. Now I'm reading an article that you know that says that Mass that Stafford's um, future is in doubt as well. You know they are considering options to replace him and his 17 million dollars salary in 2016 with the, because they have a 22 million dollars salary cap hit. 
you know, especially if they can get an early draft pick. So he, like you just said, you know, if you really look at it, Megatron might not be the viable trade. They might have to let Stafford go. And it's, I mean, and it's I not because Stafford it's not the, because he's not Stafford will get money. you the most. Stafford you know, will get you the most. Probably will. You know, and he probably will. I mean, you could you could take Matt Stafford and throw him in Minnesota. Shit, what? We'll get on that next time. We're going, season. Oh, we'll talk my. about that next. <laughs> it's about we, we, 50, we got, about 50 fans just faded from Detroit all the way to Minnesota. We got a few you players know. we're trying to get to Minnesota, and, and and our resident Minnesota fans would not have a problem with many of them. Well, but you got to think about it. Like, all right, so if if you if you have a quarterback who does not buy into your offensive coordinator's game, you know, and, and you're hoping that the person that come in, I think now they just – they have Bob Cooter, Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob, what's up? Welcome to the Detroit. Uh, <laughs> uh, they call from down the road. <laughs> I'm not going to rag on his name, but, you know, Jim Bob Cooter. Um, oh, no, I'm not ragging on his name. He just sounds like know. the guy you – I mean, to be honest, if, I, I'm going to be honest. I he don't sa- know who he, he sounds is. like – I don't either, but he sounds like one of, them, one of those coaches that's kind of like, you know – Got a country feel to him. He probably walks around with a straw on his mouth and the hat on. But he knows he's good. Yeah, I think he's like, who do we have down the hall that we can legitimately actually he's so stupid. put on so, put on the headset? That's so what I'm saying. So you're saying Martha Forrest said, hmm, let me just see who has the weirdest name. Jim Bob Cooter. No, no, no. Oh, wow. I didn't say that. And no, yeah. I said, who do we have down the hall that can legitimately put on the wow. headset? That's all I yeah. said. It just so happens he has a funny name. Yeah. That's all that is. Well, you know, I think that. Because if, if Mike White was sitting down the hall and she felt you could did it, you could do it, uh, I said, you could did it. Oh, gosh. You could do it. Well, I um, hope not. You know, well, my... That's another conversation all together. We're going to get that off. Um, but, you know, back to <laughs> back to Stafford, you know, if you look at what he was able to put up under when he was um, – when Linehan was his coordinator, he, was a- he averaged 4,885 passing yards, you know, but he had, but he had turnover troubles, you know, and something else. And that's what the new, that's what the new um, staff was hired to do right now. He might have corrected some of the turnovers, but they're still not winning. He's not putting up the same number. So I could definitely see where the benefit for them of getting someone else, you know, in place of Chaffer would help them out. I mean, some, well, of, yeah. it is, some of it is I, I do understand that uh, they, they fired the offensive coordinator the week before, but the reality is, the offensive coordinator might not have been the problem because you don't have a roster, you don't have the talent on the team, and that might be why you. Well, I can't. I can't. I cannot. I. I can't. Yes and no. And I think these are just the first wave of moves that we're going to see now. I do think they needed a different offensive coordinator because if you looked at a lot of the plays they ran, they were very simple, predictable plays. And yep. if you if you also looked at how they started this season. You've got an offense where Matt Stafford comes out and he makes something happen, and every team that they've played minus the Bears, and then I take that back against the Bears because they came back on them, you can't get it going in the second half in that fourth quarter you guys are losing 
What's happening? Where's the drop off with with your offense? What plays right. are you well, actually, Are you not paying attention to what's going on? Well, are you not I making the correct adjustments? What I think it is, um, and I'll use Pete Carroll as a as an excellent example. Um, the Bears did what uh, you want your coaching staff to do. They made adjustments. Pete Carroll is probably the best in the NFL of halftime adjustments. The uh, the Detroit Lions have not made a halftime adjustment all season. They haven't made adjustments, period. Well, they haven't made adjustments, right, period. So how do you let the offensive <laughs> coordinator say They haven't made any adjustments. You know, and, and I think that's why they why they decided to let Lombardi go is because they're not doing anything. It's, 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 so, it's so predictable. It's, it's, it's stoppable. You know, and even though they can put, I mean, we not, you know, you can't even count the win against the Bears, as, as, you know, as a test, a true test of their offense. Um, you know, but just looking from the, the standpoint of what it really takes to do that job and what it really takes to make sure that you're implementing schemes that will allow your players the best opportunity to win, I can understand truly why they let him go. But what I really I like, I'm like, y'all, well, I, you know, I, I really can't. What, what, what gets me is what they waited till, you know, this week to do it. <laughs> but, you know, well, as, think, anyway, as, much as, was... as much as we want to, well, as much as you want to rag on the offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, I think one of the problems definitely was, and I put this more in the lap of the GM, they don't have any running backs. They don't. Not at all. They do have no, they, no. they 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 do have running backs. You just don't know their name because they don't run the ball. Because they're not exactly. When you have so five running backs, you don't have one. But but is it their fault? Is it their fault that they're not doing anything? And, and this is where this like, is why it goes back. This, this is why, why it goes back to the offensive right. coordinator exactly because if you got uh, running see, backs, but if you have it, but see sometimes sometimes talent wins out. Like for example. And I and this might be a bad example, but were, uh, but when Barry Sanders was in Detroit, you there said was a, Barry there Sanders. Was horrible. See, could you pick yes, somebody else that was not that you, I mean, like, you, you can't. You can't no, but I picked him because, because he's a Detroit Lions. Because, I picked no, him because he's a Detroit. But but at the same time, okay, was, even he, when Reggie Bush was in Detroit, okay, even when Reggie Bush, even right, when Reggie Bush was in Detroit, they, they still were not winning. They were not yeah, calling exactly. great plays, but but they but let me but let me plays, burst your bubble. I'm gonna, Bush, let me burst your back bubble though. Let me, let me Amir Abdullah is like the top of the NFL right now. Amir is getting his game, but okay, I don't know. Like Greg Bell's been hurt. Yeah, Amir's yeah yeah he's never played there before. This is all new to him. Um, Joyke Bell, Joyke Bell's had some injury, but when Joyke Bell came back, like he's, he's getting it done. Those are two big names when it comes to Detroit, but the plays aren't aren't just aren't there for the him. I just don't the plays aren't designed so, to. You know, when you talk about Theo Riddick, like come on, you can't just say that they and and George Wynn just made two like really big plays. So you you can't just say they don't have the, the fact that we can the fact that we're counting. Um, I mean. Let's, 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 let's look at it. Yeah, that that's a problem. <laughs> well, that's most a problem teams have four. Like, what do you mean? Most teams well, have have a running back and a backup. Oh, I, well, I got I know a couple teams sitting on four or five. 
The Bears have four, but they're only running two of them. But that's their scheme. At least they have a scheme. With having and that's four, what the saying. offensive coordinator wasn't getting it done. You got four running backs that people know their names. They know these people. You see the talent in the mirror. You know, Joy I don't see any. I don't see any successful NFL team running as many running backs as Detroit. Have you looked Which at is the probably why he got fired. I know. I'm confused. Have you looked at mm-hmm. how many running backs we have in Minnesota? <laughs> uh, how many are they actually running? Well, I don't know. Between Adrian Peterson and, let's see, Jarek McKinnon and Matt Asiata always get rotated in because they definitely don't want to stop. Then we have two more yeah, on the sideline. They rotate them. But, you know, uh, it doesn't what – we're, what we're talking about is that it doesn't matter how many backs you have. How many, you know, right? In the, it's how you're using the them. Rotation. It's how you're using them. And he just wasn't, you know, he wasn't off court uh, a OC that could pull it off, which is why he lost his job. You know, if, if he was able and to pull it off with what he had, this would be a – I'm agreeing that he was a bad OC, but I'm also saying that um, what I'm saying is that sometimes – I don't care how good of an OC you have, if you don't have the talent on the field, it's not going to be able to do much. That's they, what I'm they saying. Have the, but they have the talent. This is the NFL. No, that's We're not, not talking talent. about college. That's not talent. Are you serious? So you, have not, so you have missed the whole bragging rights of Amir right now. You have missed that all season. You have missed everybody bragging about Amir. Are you serious? Dude, I'm I am you not missing so miss it. They, they have to, Detroit is like every team in the NFL. They have talent because they went out and bought it. Now, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, hold on. Hold on. What, it, what it comes down to is how you're able to use that talent. If your team does not adapt. You know, wait, wait a minute. Let me, have, let, me, let, me, and let me cut you off. Let me cut you off. I was one of the people that said Detroit has talent as an overall on paper at the beginning of the season. Yeah, so I, no. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying that Detroit don't have talent as an overall. I'm saying at the running back position is where I they don't do. believe they have talent. They, they have do. Talent. They just don't use it. That's what we're saying. They don't. They, I know what you're scheme, saying. I've heard what their you're scheme, saying. Their I'm scheme, saying I their, scheme, their present scheme does not allow for their running back to be effective. It doesn't allow for them to really do anything. They're so focused on getting the ball down the field. They only run the ball a few times. They're not. It's like it'd be different if they were like leading the league in rushing, but they're not because they don't run the and, ball. And I'm not. I'm not saying that that doesn't matter because it does. The Bears proved that it mattered last season because they didn't run the ball hardly at all last year. But what I am saying is, what I am saying is, just because you don't have a scheme that's giving you the ball to run, when the ball is in your hands, actually run. And I'm saying I don't feel like they're doing that. Yes, they have a horrible scheme. They have a horrible well, and, scheme. And if you don't tell – But you if just you don't, answered if you, your question. No, they I don't believe it. If they have a they horrible, horrible scheme, scheme, what are they going to do? And what I'm saying is – What are they going to do? And what I'm saying is certain players, when they have talent, they can run despite how bad the scheme is. And I don't believe and Calvin they have Johnson a, has, and Calvin Johnson has been in the hospital for it. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not talking about 
is Calvin Johnson's position. I'm talking about I'm talking about the running backs. They don't seem like they are the talent that can run despite the 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 scheme or in spite of the scheme. So that's all I was saying about that. I believe that I, I was one of the people last week that said cut everybody. He cut everybody. So I'm not sitting up here saying that uh, if the running backs were good, you could have kept Lombardi. No, I definitely wasn't saying that. I was saying that who are we placing the blame on first or second? That's all I was all saying. All of them. All of them. Top down. <laughs> It, it, yeah, I'm,
you know, or, or, or to do what they believe is going to make them successful. Because the bottom line is nobody really knows until the following season comes, you know, how those things are going to um, really affect the team's outcome. But I think that it would be, you know, it's going to be an interesting thing to see how Detroit does. It's going to be interesting to see how all the teams on the bottom, you know, uh, in each of the conferences deal with deal with what they have to do with. Detroit right now is major because they're in our conference. And, you know, and, you know, this, this flat out once again, they're just horrible. <laughs> wow. Well, we have, um, we've definitely given them another half hour. And that's not going to yeah. help you either. It's really not. Let's get on to and last week when we gave okay. them a half hour, we randomly gave them a half hour. This week it was fun stuff to talk about because Martha Ford just fun. came in and kicked in the door. It's <laughs> Martha not fun. Not fun. It, is not fun it was fun for me. There, forget man. y'all. But once Minnesota... Mm-hmm. Okay, so in other words, we're going to talk about Adrian Peterson versus Ty Gurley. That's exactly it. Today we have the battle of the running backs. As the St. Louis Rams have what has been deemed to be the young version of Adrian Peterson. And Adrian Peterson is still Adrian Peterson at age 30 in Minnesota. He's starting to finally come alive because I think he's like, you know what, Teddy? I'm just going to take this ball and do what I'm going to do. I don't know what you're over there doing, but I'm going to go for it. Every once in a while, it looks like Teddy Bridgewater tries to run a read option. In those moments that he tries to run the read option, Adrian Peterson just takes no. the ball. It will, I mean, because he will still be reading the first option for like seven minutes. <laughs> wow. I really feel guys. like his confidence is shaken. I don't. I don't understand. Shaken? I think he's it really it in nicely. a sophomore slump. It's shot. It ain't no shaken confidence. It's it is shot. like the amount of times that they were in the red zone last week and could not convert was that I. The, I, I was appreciative of it as a Bears fan, but that was ridiculous. That, that was ridiculous. I, well, I see, and, and and the bad thing about it is because you know, at least for him, is that when you get in the red zone that many times, there is you should to end up doing anything is crazy. I mean, obviously he has the skill to move the ball. We know that they can move okay, the ball. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold, but hold, it's hold a on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hang on. Is the Grim Reaper on our call? Like, this heavy breathing, like, who is this? Is this the Grim Reaper? I don't know. Because I'm not ready to go yet. I am extremely sick. I have on, like, seven pair of clothes. And I'm Grim Reaper, heavy breathing. Yeah, you don't hear the heavy breathing. Really, you don't hear the heavy breathing. It's like I, 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 super you know, heavy. It's like Halloween was last week. Don't you do Are you I playing think. Halloween tricks on us? Don't no. You know. You had me afraid. I thought they were coming for me. I'm not ready to go. I'm just a little ill. <laughs> yeah, crazy. <laughs> but, but you know, I think my, that yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's just you expect your quarterback once he gets in the red zone to be able to score, and for 
him not to be able to do that on a consistent basis. Uh, if it's not discouraging to him, I know it's discouraging to his team. If it's not discouraging to anybody, that's just is sad. You know, they should all be, you know, just, it just, <laughs> I, you know, I really don't know what else to say. Just, just, I don't, you know, if I'm, on the, if I'm an offensive player and we're getting into the red zone and we're not scoring, I have an issue. I have a real issue. Oh, no, I have a bigger issue with you know, the defensive players. They're like, look, dude, we got you this ball back. You get all the way down there and you don't do nothing. And you can, I'm more mad nothing. if I'm the defense. And look, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't understand it. I don't know what's going on. And they're giving him every opportunity. That O-line is really holding for him. I mean, you, you do have very, very good defensive front. So, yeah, of course they're going to get it petty a few times, depending on the team that they play. I mean, you just play some stellar teams that are great at this. But the O-line really gives Teddy a lot of time to find yeah. an open man or, or run for a few yards and slide. I told y'all you know, he glasses, He just man. doesn't feel sure of himself. I don't even know I if it's glasses. I just think that's funny. Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> they are having a sale at American Vision Center. I saw it, and maybe in Minnesota, you should go tomorrow. Is you really should. American Vision Center. Wow. No, matter of fact, he could go today. Just to see. Game he does not have he time for the game starts. It's okay. Oh. Come on, dude. Let me say you only say two minutes. No, they, they gotta, gotta mail you your glasses. They gotta like mail your, you know. Nah, he can get some separate. Tell him to go to Pearl. They give him to him within an hour. See, I don't think I don't even know if they have one of those. Does, does, does Pearl does Pearl even does Pearl even like um exist anymore? <laughs> hey, right? I'm like I don't think they have one. I don't. As long as one, but, as long as Teddy Bridgewater is waiting for the option, the read option to open up, he got time to wait to see if Pearl still exists. You stupid. All right, they, can, they can come on the field and sit them and everything. <laughs> Between play, during the plays. There's got, I mean, I'm just saying, there's got to be something that, you know, there's got to be something else. It can't be that he's unaware of where his players are. It can't be that he doesn't know how, you know, he can't feel the pocket, you know, or anything, or, you know, closing or open up. It just if he just lost I, I, all, all like, I got Mike Wallace on my uh, on my fantasy team, and all fantasy owners have got to be mad at uh, Teddy Bridgewater for not getting Mike Wallace the ball. One of the fastest players in the NFL, and you're not getting yeah. him the ball. And you're not getting him the ball. Uh, and to include the Minnesota Vikings fans that are mad that you're not getting Mike Wallace the ball. It's like you have. I mean. Do you know what Bears fans would have loved to have had for the first few weeks? <laughs> Mike Wallace. That is that is Devin Hester in a wide receiver's body. Well, you have a point. Yeah, and it, their their offense is is awesome. I mean, even even looking at Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph is a great. Um, Kyle Rudolph is a great tight end. He really is, but he's underperforming, but his underperformance isn't exactly on him. So you've got a really, you've got two really big tight ends, even in Red Ellison, they they get it done. He's got a, a really good wide out. Now, he is making connections to Jake, so that seems to be his one-two punch, but of course, as 
more teams watch film, they're not going to continue to leave digs open. There's no way. We so this is week nine. They're not going to leave them open. And the Vikings actually have a chance to win a few games and end up in the number one spot in the NFC North. It's just scary when you know that Teddy Bridgewater is not having that stellar season. Right. And what you it's don't like want to see is his, you know, his sophomore slump effect. And it's what, you know, we're calling it that because it's what it's what it appears to be. That's what it and is. we don't yeah. want you wouldn't want that to affect, you know, the overall outcome of the team. Um now I am looking at uh an analysis, you know, for today's game against St. Louis and you know, somebody is pick, they are picked to win uh, over St. Louis. But what you look I have to look at is that you know, even though we're not, you know, Minnesota is ninth against the pass, they don't pick off any quarterbacks. They have four picks for the entire season. Four all season. But they do have so, one of the most underrated defenses. Um, they don't. Yeah, they do. I think they're more into stopping the run. And and I and I would like to and I agree with you. I would love to see more picks from the Vikings defense, but they are really into stopping the run. But if they if they could pick off a few more, if their secondary could get their hands on a few more balls, that'd be awesome. Mhm. It would round out. It would definitely round out the the defensive side of the ball because it's you know I, I and I understand on focusing you know on the on stopping the run, you know because then you you force other teams to throw, but. If you're forcing other teams to throw and they're still completing passes because you're not picking them off, you know what good is it for you? To, what good does it really do for you to stop the run at that point? You know. Well, a lot, a lot of a, that comes a lot of that comes from that third down play. The Vikings used to have major trouble that third down play from the opposing team, which is Burnham. And while it's not as bad now, a couple of those plays, even one from the Bears. Um, one from the Chargers really burns them. You can't let that quarterback find his open man and air it out like that and get that many yards when you keep the opposing team marching down the field. So hopefully today we see that adjustment because the Rams do have a quarterback that has an arm. Yeah, Nick Foles can go and air it out. Nick he ain't can no, He's not shy about letting it, letting it go at all. And he's got some decent weapons. And these are t- this, these are two teams that fight to the finish. Um, they both have that drive. They they just have that winning spirit. Even though the Rams' record isn't showing it as much as the Vikings' record is, they both have that competitive spirit. Where we're going to fight till the very end. So they've got to be ready for a battle today. It's a lot of hype around the running backs, but just even in that aerial attack, Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to utilize Mike Wallace. They are going to need some picks in this game. They truly are. Teddy Bridgewater needs to discover his receivers, period. He does. I don't, I don't think you'll get an argument from us on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. know. Besides because if you look, Yeah, you know, like if, we, if like we said, if they, should, they should be undefeated. You know, if, if if anything, possibly you know, with one loss, you know, with the skill that they have on their team, and the only loss that I felt like should. was a legitimate loss was the loss to the Forty ers That was the only loss, not because the Forty ers are a good team. They legitimately lost that game. They just lost that game. The rest mm-hmm. of the games that were close, that were close, 
I have to put on Teddy Bridgewater and and they they should have and Blair won those yeah, Blair, Blair Walsh. Walsh. But Blair Walsh, you know, so Blair Walsh came through last week. So he, he's, off my, he's off my crap list now. He he came through. He's not off mine, but he's he's on his way. No, yeah, he's he's gotten his kicking leg back together. You know, with hopefully I mean, whatever. He, he, um, he, he won the game against the Bears last week. God dog it. <laughs> yeah, he did. But so if no, we have I to mean, pick a winner, is, if we have to pick a winner, of course game. I'm going to go. With the Vikings, but if you had to really pick a winner, who would you guys throw up? I'm going with St. Louis. Uh, hmm, I'm kind of torn on this one, to be totally honest with you. Only because of Teddy's, you know, performance. Because of late, Teddy's but, play. Yeah, but, but at the same time, <laughs> if, you take out, if you take out his play, you know, the team, the rest of the team seems to be doing pretty well. <laughs> but, but you can't take out the Teddy, quarterback's play. But you can't, but you Teddy, can't take away with taking out this a receiver, taking about out you. a running back. You can't take out a QB. Uh, you know, this is how we saying. feel about you, Teddy. Ah! Get it together, man. <laughs> Get it together, dude. Like, so, yeah, I might, I might have to ride with out. I don't want to, but, you know. I, mean, we yeah, mad I, I might have to ride with St. Louis on this one. So we've, we've added extra couple of syllables to uh, Teddy Bridgewater's last name. It's Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so we are moving Just on adding a to few the syllables. next. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, because you don't even have to say it. If you say Teddy Bridgewater, the person sitting next to you going to say, oh, man, for you. I'm pretty wow. sure you probably have some people doing that. I'm just – I just – don't even. Some people they probably don't even want to mention his name in Minnesota. <laughs> well, you know, I just, they will. Yeah, they but will. it won't be good. It's not a good mention. It's not. It's not in the toilet yet. But just yeah, you know, it's on the we are going to. So we've got one for Minnesota, myself, two leaning toward the Rams, and our next matchup is the team that finally is out of the undefeated column. Didn't I tell y'all last week that we were going to begin the losing the streak Green of the Bay Packers? The Green Bay Packers were the completely shut down. Began. The Green Bay Packers okay. were completely shut down by the Denver Broncos. Literally, like, if you have a question, and I was one that questioned Peyton Manning's play, and he's probably going to play awful again this week, but for some reason, in that game, the Denver Broncos came out and they Aaron had it Rogers completely didn't do together. Nothing. Aaron Rodgers well, couldn't do nothing. The deep, from the defensive side of the ball to the offensive side of the ball, the Broncos just showed up and showed out, handing the Green Bay Packers their very first loss of the season. So today, they are now in Carolina with another undefeated team. They are going up against the Carolina Panthers and Superman Cam. If you see him, Superman Camp, they're also undefeated. They also have a mindset to win, and they are the heavy favorites to grab the W in this game. So what do you guys think about this outcome in this matchup? I said it well, last week. Last week was the beginning of the losing streak. So the losing streak actually happens today. I guess I'm telling you how I really feel. Yes, you are. <laughs> Well, you know, I don't – I mean, we've seen Aaron have semi-bad games before. 
And we've also, you know, knowing the caliber of team that Green Bay is, they have the capacity to bounce back. Now, what really hurts them is the fact that, you know, they have Randall Cobb, who's, you know, playing so-so right now. Jordy Nelson Nelson's out. You know, the bright spot for them, as we know, is James Jones. Uh, but if you if you're only relying on those to really make it happen, yeah, I can see why the, you know Denver was able to go in and shut them down. Now with Carolina, and, uh, Eddie Lacy and uh, Starks have to wake up. They both have to wake up. Yeah, because they've um, been they've been non factors really. You know, I mean, literally one of the reasons why why. Uh, Denver was able to get to and sack Aaron Rodgers multiple times is because the threat of the run did not exist. And when the threat of the run does not exist, they're they're just going to pin their ears back and come for the quarterback. And that's what happened. They didn't. There was no threat to run the ball, and they just went and got him. And then one of the things this week, and although we have often said that that uh, Green Bay has the capacity to. Uh, come back the following week, it's not just that they played two undefeated teams in a row. They're playing two undefeated defenses in a row. And I think that's a bigger difference than just playing an undefeated team. Um, because in a shootout, I might I might be okay with Aaron Rodgers uh, being able to pull it out. But these are not shootouts, the two teams he's playing. He's playing grinded-out defenses. Yeah, he is. You know, I think a lot of it is going to boil down to, but, you know, going back to what what was even said by their own players at the beginning of the season that, you know, they don't, they didn't even know how they were winning. I think we mentioned this last week too, you know. And now you get to the part of the season where it starts to be, become exposed, where you have teams that are capable of stopping the run. You have teams that have great cover players, um, you know, in, in the, on the defensive um, side of the ball. So, with that and with their – you combine the type of defense that the teams are start, they're starting to play now with the undefeated teams, and then you look at the fact that the, the type of injuries they have and who those injuries are to. You know, I, I kind of – I'm, I'm kind of with you, Mike, on this one. You know, I really see that it's going to be – you know, it could end up being a long road for them, you know, if they can't find a way to – you know, overcome those types of things. And see, nobody believed me last week. Y'all called me out saying, look at him talking about losing streak. I said it last week. No, we didn't say that. No. We didn't say that. We didn't say that. We did not say that. Basically, Peyton Manning has not been stellar either. He just came out with every bag of tricks he had, and that particular defense was on point. Well, because he didn't have a defense was on point. You know, Peyton didn't have a choice. But 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 you, you know, got to think about it. When the Vikings play them, the Vikings almost beat them. So you think your Green Bay is going in there and they're having a hell of a season, even though they don't know how, and they finally got exposed. They really don't know how. Like they, wow. So the exactly. Vikings didn't so, even allow know, they don't the amount know of how. points that Green Bay allowed when they played the Broncos. And Peyton Manning's last few games have been really really shaky. They just pulled it together against the Packers. You called it right. They got the win. I, I do think this week, though, Carolina is going to take it, and this will be win number two back-to-back wins. You know, I feel. And, see, and I another Aaron thing Rogers, is, but... 
Denver exposed how to get how to get to uh, Aaron Rodgers. They sure did. And when you expose how to get to a great player, that following coach is going to use that as a roadmap. And uh, uh, well, you you already know that Carolina has watched and reviewed that game, you know, so thoroughly (laughs) to figure out. Okay, so that's how they stopped him. You already know it's coming. You know, they got he knows it's coming. It and, and you know, if so, the offense doesn't switch it up for Green Bay this week, it's gonna be a done. And here's the deal. weird thing about that for me. The, here's the weird thing about that for me, though. I don't know if that's where Carolina is. I think when I look at Carolina's defense and I look at the Broncos' defense, I see something totally different. The Broncos' mm-hmm. defense, that veteran defense, knows when they have to come play ball. They're not new to this. Their offense is primarily veterans. They're not new to right. this. This is this is not new to them whatsoever. They know when they have to turn it on. It's almost like the offensive coordinator can go sit down somewhere. Can just let them play. Can we see that from Carolina? Because Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man, but I, I – I, I would I would uh I would counter that with the fact that there have been people questioning how Cam Newton is in the MVP conversation when you look at his stats. But what Cam you can say about Cam on the offensive side of the ball every week he is no he is not looking like your Tom Brady's your Dan Marino's your Brett Favre's. What he is doing though is winning. He's doing. He's doing whatever it takes. One week he might run, so, yeah. one week he might throw the ball. He's winning. The next week, exactly. He, the next week he might just scramble and and look like Dan Roethlisberger. He's doing whatever it takes, and every week he looks like a different quarterback. And he has matured to the point where I don't care if my stats look good. I'm gonna make this happen. We gonna get to the end zone, and and I don't think the offensive coordinator for the Panthers is doing anything spectacular, I think Cam Newton is doing spectacular stuff. And then with Cam Newton having the defense that he has, he does not have to have a Dan Marino-type game every week. He just has to do enough, and he does enough. Well, it's not even so much as he's doing enough. As long as he plays within himself and he plays to the level of his ability, they're going to continue to win. You know, and and he, like you said, you know, he he doesn't look like the same quarterback every week. You know, because he's a, because he has such a you know wide skill set to be able to use. If he wants to run, he can run on you. If he wants to throw, he can throw on you. You know, so that's the type of leadership that has gotten them to the point to where they are now. You know, now you take him and you put him up against Aaron Rodgers, who's the same type of quarterback. He may not run on you, but he will air it out on you, but. You know, um, but he's also still a great leader. He also he knows how to rally his team. Um, so I think today's game is going to be pretty close. I don't see it being a blowout by any means on either side. Um, but I do believe that it's going to be pretty close. Who who is going to come out on top? Oh, uh, I don't know. It could probably it could really go the Panthers. Way. The Panthers <laughs> win this game. Your thoughts, Cass? I'm not going to argue with that. I think the Panthers can pull it off. Yeah, I do too. 
Well, Green Bay, um, I'm sorry. Three of us are against you on this week. We're just, it we just are. doesn't seem to be in your and favor. I love, and I love And, and, and I'm telling hurt. you, I'm, I do too, but, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's just one of those things that, that you know, when the writing's on the wall, you got to read it. You know, and it, it, the, the winning streak the, happens. The, you know, the, the writing's on the wall. The winning streak for be over. And all the winning streak for uh, the Panthers continues. The losing streak takes place. Can you can you hear my smile? Oh my God. <laughs> He's only smiling because it's the Packers. Yes, you're correct. You are 100% correct, and I won't dispute that at all. Can you hear it's my like, smile? It's not like their losing streak is going to change anything with your Bears, but I don't get it. So no, it's not going well, to change there. anything. The, 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 the sad thing is, why are there so many divisions that look this horrible? The, this, the NFC North is not the worst because the AFC South and the NFC East could arguably win their divisions with seven wins this season. So as bad yeah. as the NFC North is, there's two divisions that are worse. Well, yeah. we know this. We, we do know that. Yeah. I have to battle with these ASC people all the time. Oh, my God, because they're all, like, suck. They do suck. I mean, Indianapolis I really did. I just had to see for myself. They're like, I mean, Indianapolis is at the top of their division with three and five. Houston is right behind them with three and five. They're three and three in conference play. You know, when you look at those type of, you know, records, and it it, it does become it it makes it kind of disparaging to look at. You know, because you're looking at all the other conferences that are actually putting out really good teams. You know, New England's killing their conference, of course, with being a seven and zero. Cincinnati's doing the same thing; they're eight and zero. You know, Denver's do is seven and zero now. Uh, Green Bay is six and one. Carolina seven zero, and, and Arizona six and two across all the respective conferences. But when you start looking at the teams below them, it gets really sad. It gets terrible. It gets sad so, real fast. We do not have you know. the worst position this year, though. The Lions were trying to take us there. So now oh, the Lions, <laughs> the bottom of our division no, being the Bears no and the, the Bears and the Lions. No more. The Bears and no the Lions are trying talk. to are trying to compete with those other bad divisions. But the top. I don't want to talk is, about the Lions. No. Oh. All right, yeah, they're over them. They're on a bye week. Let them go. Uh, let them go. Let, All right. Let them live. But um, are we playing the Chargers like, I'm tomorrow I'm steady trying night. to get to the Bears. We have the ultimate Bears fan on the line. I'm so trying to get to the Bears, and he keeps going to the Lions. I'm confused, ladies and gentlemen. So let's talk about your team, who was going up. Uh, you're talking about the game between pretty... two teams that are horrible? The game between two horrible teams that have quarterbacks trying to carry them. Hmm. Oh, well, that today like the, the Chargers Bears versus the Bears. Taken, That's, that is the Bears one way have taken their flight to California. They are in California to go head-to-head with Phillip Rivers and the Chargers. The Bears do not have Matt Forte, along with a host of other pretty big injuries, and the Chargers aren't looking so healthy themselves. 
if this is a battle between quarterbacks, which is what a lot of people are naming this game, which quarterback do you guys really think will pull off the W for for the like which QB is really going to put it all in there and get the W? Um, if I had to, if I had to say that which QB is more consistent, I would have to go with Philip Rivers. If yes, I had to would. pick the, if I had to pick the QB that I was more confident in winning tomorrow. Dang, I have no idea. See, See, there you go. Because you can't, even as a cut, even being the Cutlass fan that you are, you really can't say he can pull it off. No, it's not even just about Cutler because as well, even Matt, if I want well, to pick a, my point is, on a regular basis, Phillip Rivers is a lot more consistent than Jay Cutler. I, of course. I can say that without without hesitation. But – even with knowing his consistency, I don't have the confidence. Right, right. I don't have the confidence that Philip Rivers will will pull anything off. So even if you remove the the Jay Cutler factor out, consistency and confidence are two separate words. And I don't know who's going to win tomorrow's game, but what I do know, or what I do believe. It's going to come down to which QB takes over more because neither defense is doing anything special. Both wide receiver cores are injured. Uh, the Bears, the Bears uh, tight end is having a better season, but they have an injured running back. Danny Woodhead is having a decent season, but uh, the tight end for the tight ends for San Diego aren't doing all that great um, in the injury front. So literally, the only player that you can say has a chance to do anything is the QB position, and Jay Cutler still isn't even one hundred percent. Yeah, you have a point, but I think that you know with tomorrow's game. And and the matchup they have, it's going to be. I'm like you. I really don't know who's going to win. I mean, you, you're looking at both teams' records. The Bears are two and five, and you know San Diego's two and six, despite the numbers that that uh, Philip Rivers has been putting up all year. And you know, I know because he's my quarterback on my fantasy team. But you know, you can only do so much when you're throwing the ball all season. You know, you don't have um, a running game to support that because we both know that they have no running game <laughs> whatsoever, which is why he's throwing for 400, 500 yards a game. No, what have you. But I think that if you take into consideration that now Matt Forte is hurt, he's out with a knee injury, and, you know, the backup. I, and I actually like their backup, to be totally honest with you. I think he's um, – I think Piper brings a lot to the Bears that, you know, he's a very good complement to what Matt Forte offers. Um, I mean, literally, if we speak from a fantasy standpoint, you're keeping an eye and you've kept an eye on Phillip Rivers. I'm keeping an eye on Antonio Gates and Danny Woodhead. And literally – Denny Woodhead is listed as a running back, but he's virtually a wide receiver out of the backfield. 
And Antonio Gates, he was first he was suspended for the first four games, and now he's on the injury table. He's on the mm-hmm. trainer's table. So literally, it, it, it's it's a matter of do does anyone know what we're going to see tomorrow? And to if the Bears defense isn't playing good football, then I'm going to see the Chargers win because that's I mean, what yes, the Chargers this is, this is a defense. Is. And if you can get to Philip Rivers and shut Philip Rivers down, then yeah, then it's going to be a different game. But if they can't shut him down, it's it's going to be a long day for the Bears defense, man. Yeah, if they can't know, shut Philip Rivers down, if, if they can't do that, you know, and and even even when, even if they do get Jeremy Layford off, you know, to a good start. And, you know, the running game opens up for the Bears. You know, the fact that they're only spreading the ball around, you know, passing-wise only so much, you know, it's still an issue. Now, I can't take anything away from Jay Cutler as far as when, you know, his accuracy is for the most part on point. You know, he's, he's definitely showed that he's a different player this year. But it's pretty much, you know, based upon the fact that he's been, the coaches have forced him to use his players. They force him to use who he has. They force they're forcing him to not be so comfortable with just joining the out throwing the out Sean Jeffrey. You know, and they're forcing him to be the leader of the team because he hasn't been the leader of the team. You know, I mean if you look at everything, I think Cass put up a um uh artic- an article about a couple of weeks ago when Denver Denver drafted him and part of his low scores were um that he wasn't able to really communicate. He wasn't. He doesn't seem like the outgoing person. You know, when you're in leadership in the leadership role, you got to be able to joke with your team, kick it with your team, and stuff like that, and be comfortable enough to be yourself around them, regardless of whether you're on the football field or not. And based upon that particular study or that particular chance, that's the one fault that he had. You know, which if you look at the past, it's evident because it wasn't like, you know, it's like, he, man, I'm just here to get my job. I'm here to do my job, show up, get my check, and go home, which is how he played. Now they're not allowing him to play that way. They're, they're saying, you're the leader of the team. This is who you got. You're going to have to get to know these people, and you're going to have to learn how to play all over again. And you're going to have to learn how to take advantage and use everyone we have on the field because that's what we need to be able to do in order to win. So, you know, do I see them having a turnaround season or blowing out people the rest of the season? Nah, they'll be lucky if they hit, you know, six, if hit 500 at this point. Shoot, let's be, let's be honest. I mean, 500 is not even what I expected. I expected – I would have been surprised at 4-12. and 12. So you might be still surprised. <laughs> I mean, I, I literally, might, if they hit 4-12, and 12, be I'll be surprised. Uh, and and if you add to that, I think Cass said it right. If the Bears' defense doesn't come to play, Philip Rivers will enjoy standing in the pocket. Oh yeah, the Bears the the Bears' defense has to come to play. Um, and I'll also add that uh, Jay Cutler, as much of a quote unquote command he's had of the offense for a change and and seem like a better quarterback, that's not enough. I And I've praised Cutler more this season than I ever have. 
But even with praising his improvements, it's not enough. He has to improve more. But not just him having to improve more, everybody has to improve more. I still say, I still say the biggest, uh, if I had to say which side of the ball was worse, I'd easily say the defense is worse. Um, defense needs to get better, just period. But while we're we're better than we were last year and we so seem like we're on an upswing, who gets the so W? And this one isn't even my my fandom you, coming out. I truly don't know. You can't even call it. Okay. Game. Yeah, I could buy that. I truly don't know. So this I mean, like match, I think honestly. you I think you did say the best thing. If the Bears defense doesn't come to play, it's going to be the yeah, Chargers. It's going to be Chargers. But win, that, yeah. right? But I don't know because another thing that we have seen this this season. When a defense comes to play against the Chargers, Phillip Rivers does not react well. No, he doesn't. He, when, he does not react no, well. He, he to if, 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 he's, if he's taking a lot of hits and he's getting put on the ground, you know, um, and he's because he, if you if you look at it, especially as the game goes on, the more a quarterback gets hit, the slower they get up. You know, and that's because. You know he's getting beat up. He's, his energy is definitely a lot lower because he, I'm getting hit, and every time I get up off the ground, you know. So it's I, well, I like I'm definitely yeah. Go ahead. I, I'm I'm at a toss up. If if the Bears defense doesn't come to play, then I've got to give this one to the Chargers. So we don't know what we're going to see. So I am person number two at a toss up. What are you thinking, Michael? I, I think we all on the same one on this one, and it's funny because we're all thinking the same. <laughs> I don't, I so we've got talk, thirty. We've know? got thirty minutes to game time for quite a few of these games. So I know we've got some college football to kick out. Oh, that was an excellent Saturday separation. Oh, Saturday, yes, it was great. It was a great day. Um, Mike, do you want to start with? Uh, the question we had about, about a certain Big Ten game in the pre-show meeting. Which one are we talking about, the Michigan State game? Yeah, the controversial uh, Michigan State. Okay, so for all of you, for those who watched the Michigan State game yesterday, and you saw Michigan State fall to a 4-6 and six team, uh, Nebraska, by one point. One point, people. Separated from it. And if you look at it, the replay, which, you know, I'm pretty sure uh, a lot of the Michigan State fans are replaying today, or they replayed several times and they still can't, you know, they woke up the morning still in disbelief that they lost by one point to an unranked team. Um, you know, the rule is, we, we were discussing the rule about when the player is forced out of bounds or if the player is forced out of bounds by a defensive back, specifically the wide receiver. Now, based upon what we saw and, you know, even in the replay and what I watched yesterday, you know, the rule typically states that if you're forced out of bounds, you can reestablish yourself, you know, come back in bounds and reestablish yourself. If you really look at it, though, player was never forced out of bounds. He ran out of bounds on his own. But at the same time, they gave them a touchdown. So, Michigan State right now, I believe, is ranked number five. 
I think I said in, in the, in the uh, rankings for the playoffs. And with this loss to Nebraska being as close as it was, you know, they may likely fall a little bit more than they would like to. You know, um, likely. <laughs> they already weren't ranked that high in the college football playoff ranking. What were they, number seven or eight? Yeah, they're number seven right now. Yeah, that's still Tuesday because they're definitely going to fall. It's a question of how far they're going to fall. Right. And then, you know, right behind them because TCU is number eight, and they lost Oklahoma State, put it on them yesterday. No, they got destroyed. (laughs) They got it put on them. They got it it put on them. Period. You know, so – you know, and that's the great thing about college ball, and one one of the things I'm starting to like about the playoff system is that it's it's a lot more fair than you know what it has been in the past as far as you know the uh, it's so bad. I don't remember what the previous system was called, people, because I really didn't like it. That VCS. Much. But, VCS. You know, so I don't even. Re- oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Don't remind yeah. you. We don't. Yeah, please don't. Um, you know, so. <laughs> You know, in, in other games, just saying, man. In other games, I mean, if we're gonna uh, talk about another game, I, I I have to, and I knew there was a game that I had left out, and I couldn't think of it during the pre-show meeting. Yes, I'm, I'm taking a deep breath to re- to remember the final play of the final. No, let me rephrase: the final plays of the Arkansas Ole Miss game. Mm-hmm. Wow. First, and we were in a similar situation where the, the the player had to toss it similar to uh, Miami Duke, but he did it smart. He ran as far as he could, but he knew he couldn't get anywhere. He had no idea who he was throwing it backwards to. He just threw it up in the air backwards. He said, somebody on my team will have a chance to catch it. And on the other side of the field, left side of the field, he runs it in. Now, at this point, that puts them one point down. They can kick the PAT to go into overtime, but they decide to run it in. They uh, run. Wait a minute. They run, and they get stopped. But there's a flag on the field for a face mask, and it wasn't even it wasn't even a questionable face mask. It was a clear face mask on the replay. So they can now kick it again for the PAT, or as they go for it again, they go for the two-point conversion, and they win by one, Arkansas over Ole Miss. 53-52, ladies and gentlemen. And Ole Miss, going into that game, controlled their own destiny. Well, their destiny changed as of last night. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. And then Clemson clinched. His division defeating Florida State, it was not even a factor. But, ladies and gentlemen, my favorite game was a game that should not even have mattered. Yeah, which game with that? North Carolina, North Carolina over Duke. 66 to what, 31 or 33? Uh, let me see. I that, believe that's what it was. Oh, my goodness. Everybody was wondering, well, how was Duke going to bounce back after losing to Miami? And Duke's rival is North Carolina on all fronts. And yeah. North Carolina had uh, North Carolina had 
vandalized Duke's locker room last season. So they had all the reason in the world to want to come and play. North Carolina destroyed Duke. That just was a – and it was – normally when you see a blowout, I just ready to change the channel. I could not turn away as bad as North Carolina was destroying Duke. It, it, it was it was so beautiful, just so beautiful. And, and don't forget, we do have to talk about. We've got to talk about number two and number four teams going up against each other. Oh, I, yesterday we're talking about okay, LSU and Alabama. There. I got to go there because I I have to talk about this fact. Leonard Fournette. Fournette, whatever. I, I'm, I don't know how to say his name, but hey, he's the lead, he leading rusher in, the, in college yeah. football. Held to 31 yards on 19 carries yesterday. Had one, had he not had his one 18 yard play, it would have really been ugly. <laughs> it, it was. Well, I mean, but well, how do you say it really been ugly? How much uglier could he get? He only had 31 yards <laughs> like, rushing. You know, already I mean, it was ugly. I mean, you know, from, from the simple fact that, um, God, I don't know anybody who's rushed for 31 yards ever. <laughs> I, I will, I, I, ladies and gentlemen, I will have to go do my research and see if, if there's ever been such a thing. But, you know, the one thing that a lot of people have, you know, when you look at the Heisen race, you know, Leonard Fournette is still at the top of it. You know, but the person who doesn't really get a lot of the uh, notoriety is Derrick Henry from Alabama, who rushed for 200 yards yesterday. You know, and some people LSU. kept on saying, "Well, he's better than Leonard Fournette." All that proved to me was that Alabama's defensive line was better than Leonard Fournette. Yeah, it was. They had Leonard Alabama's defensive line. Gosh, whatever. they came ready to play. Whatever scheme they set down devised to stop that guy, stop him, it worked like a charm. You know, and that's when you know the teams. That's teams. That's when you know when teams are doing their homework. You know, and and they're really studying how to. Y'all gonna talk about me for saying this comparison, and I don't know why it's made me think of it yesterday, but all I could think of was the episode of the Cosby Show. When Rudy was known as Sweet Feet until that last <laughs> game, Sweet Feet. <laughs> Something tells you do me have a point, though. Episode. <laughs> you do know. I do understand exactly what you're talking about, though. But she was, you know, Sweet uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you, if, you, if you've ever watched, you know, the Cosby Show and seen this episode, there was an episode where you know Rudy won. She was on the football team. And you know they called her Sweet Feet because she was, she had Sweet Feet. What? No ball. She was running all over everybody. Two hundred yard games for for Pop Warner football. Then right. she ran into then, a bus off. Then, <laughs> then she right. Then she ran to the team and stopped her, and her Sweet Feet just became feet. So it's kind of like what happened to uh, Little Fortnite yesterday. You know he was he was on a roll. And it, you know it doesn't take away from his performance. What it does say is it, it just teaches it. Alabama has taught other teams how to stop LSU. Now, well, Alabama has the talent as well. They threw a stat up on the screen yesterday. His average was above 170 yards. Leonard Fournette's average was above 170 yards. Alabama's defensive line average was 
uh, 78.5 yards uh, running Ooh. backs against him. And uh, the for a whole team, not one running back, whole teams running against them. And right. Leonard Fournette had seven games above 150 yards, and Alabama only had one team break 150 yards once. So it going into the game. Oh, it was already knew, a shutdown. Yeah. Right. People knew going into the game that he wasn't going to get one of those 200-yard games yesterday. But I don't think anyone saw 31 yards coming. It was no one yesterday. Could, you, you could not have predicted, you know, and even based off of the, you know, the stats and everything they've done so far as far as Alabama goes with their defense, I don't think anyone would have expected or predicted them to shut him down the way they did. I really don't. You know, and, you know, and, um, it's, it's going to be curious to see how, you know, how that affects their ranking. You know, are they going to end up switching places now? Are they going to move Alabama up one? Is it going to drop, you know, LSU a couple? You know, how is that really going to affect it overall? Because I think now LSU we, because we're definitely going, in that conversation now. I think LSU is going to drop. But they're not going to drop far because, look at it, they didn't lose to a number 15 or an unranked team. They lost to the number four team, who was also a rival. Right. So uh, they're going to drop, but they're not going to make a tremendous drop. I believe they're going to drop to like five or six. Well, we We're have only to problem. go ahead and get ready to wrap it up because people have to get ready for the game. I know we do. We definitely have to get ready. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not going to, we're in Big Ten country, and we're not going to ignore that Ohio State undefeated. You got to come on with it because you don't have a lot of time. So let's let's get the Big Ten out of here. Well, Ohio State stayed undefeated. Ohio State stayed undefeated. Cardell Jones didn't have a great game, but he did have a final 38-yard run to to solidify the game and clinch the game yesterday, and I think that will do more for his confidence because his biggest problem was, can I still run this ball? Last season at his three-game stretch, he was running the ball, and he ran 38 yards to to clinch the win yesterday, and I believe they won 38 to 16. 28-14. 38 to 14, 28, okay. 28-14. 28, 28. Oh, I'm sorry. I no problem. Score win. No problem. Score win. It was twenty-one to fourteen at the time of uh, before he ran that in, and then they ran it in, and now it was twenty-eight to fourteen. So it clinched the game. So now with uh, JT Barrett's suspension being over with, we will be back in the QB quote-unquote controversy. I think JT Barrett will still be the starter next week, but. You still wanted Cardell Jones to have a good game. Exactly, exactly, because that's going to be important for them as they go forward to the season. And, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap it up. Um, like you said, we have to get ready for the game. Um, if you are available tomorrow night and you would like to come tailgate with us, you are welcome to do so. We would love to see you all out. We've been placing it up on our social media on Facebook and on Twitter. And what we're asking you to do is come kick it with us at the Sportsman Lounge. And we're going to be there about 6.30 for the Bears game tomorrow night. We will be having food and drink specials. 
And if you want to, I'm pulling up the information now for the address. Really slow. Apologize. I think it. What is the address? Cassie, you have the address available, sweetie. I do. It is 14348 Polina in Dixmore. We have free parking, drink specials, beer buckets, a little bit of food, and a lot of fun. And we trash talk the entire night. So come on out. There's no cover. It's going to be a host of fun. And, Mike, why don't you take us out by telling everyone where they can actually download or hear our podcast? Some of the best places and the easiest places are places like TuneIn Radio app and TuneInRadio.com. Though that's probably the easiest way, but other ways to catch us is blogtalkradio.com slash footballfanrushradio. You can put the RSS feed on RSS radio app or the uh, Apple podcast app. But uh, one of the easier places to find it and always is the TuneIn radio app. Good deal, good deal. So that wraps it up for us. We have 15 minutes to game time for those who, like many of us, have the first games of the day. So thank you guys for bearing with me and all of my coughing and hacking and thinking I was going to die and pairs of clothes. And thank you, fans. I love football, so I'm here. And thank you, Mike and Michael, for bearing with me the amount of times that I um, had to be laid out on the floor to give my life back. Appreciate that. You guys rock. (laughs) No problem. So let's we just want go to ahead and get better. week. Yeah, I feel a mess. I heard. So we are getting ready to kick off week number nine. So for me, of course, I'm signing out by saying "Skull and go Vikings." But you know, you guys can go on out there. Well, you well, like you said, we don't know what the Bears are going to do tomorrow. You know, we're still fans, and we hope that they can pull it out. But you know, unfortunately, it's a toss-up because of all the factors that are part of their playing tomorrow. So hopefully they pull it out. Like I said, we want you all to come out and and kick it with us, and we are looking forward to it, and hopefully we'll see you there. And with that said, you all have a great evening. I hope all your teams will win. If you play fantasy football, um, play for some money. We could use some. You can sponsor the show. We're just saying. Anyway, you all have a great day. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.